You're listening to North Bay Christ the King's weekly sermon podcast. In this week's message, Dan McAvoy highlights the wisdom of our mothers on this Mother's Day. We're in a teaching series on decision-making, and we've been talking about, obviously, that when it comes to making decisions, we all want to make the right decision. We all want to, we want to do the right thing when it comes to, to what's best for our lives, and when we do that, we seek, we seek help, we seek practical advice, and I don't know about you, typically, we, we seek advice by, if you don't know what to do, you're going to do something, you, you Google it, right? You can Google a lot of things. Have you discovered this? You can Google, like we've done last year, we had to, you know, rebuild a fence and like, okay, how exactly, what are different designs? And we, we've learned a lot from the DIYs. Uh, we, we've done this, I don't think I recommend this, but if you kind of like got a rash somewhere, you ever Googled that? That's not good when you've done that. You're trying to self-diagnose what's wrong with you. So Google can be kind of helpful that way. But what I find with Google is this, it doesn't give you wisdom. Now, it gives you advice, it gives you some direction at times of what to do, possibly, but at the end of the day, especially the wisdom that comes from God himself, the, the godly wisdom we need, it, it's going to the source. It's not, it's not always with, when it comes to wisdom that we're getting the right advice. See, way before Wikipedia, you could call it, there's Mamapedia. Have you typed in, have you searched for Mamapedia? It's way before anything that you could have on the internet was even created. There's moms in this room that have something intrinsic about them. It's called mother's intuition. And whether you had a stable mom growing up or not, uh, you might recognize that there is, there's something unique about moms. There's a need for mom. God created us to need to have a mom. Now, what we find is mom has a, moms at times, they're, they're the only ones that really we seek after, aren't we? When we are, when we are in need. I remember when our kids are little and, you know, it's kind of like it's supposed to be nap time, supposed to be rest time for all of us. And we would hear from a child's room and a crib or whatever, we'd hear, mommy, 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 you know, like this, you know, and then after incredible long desperation, there's this long pause. And then finally you hear, Daddy. Now, why is that? Mom is always the one that they turn to. Isn't it how unique that is? And they provide something we as dads, anybody else can't provide. Now, I don't know about your mom. My mom, now she's with the Lord and, and, and enjoying heaven. She had some interesting advice at times. Unique advice that, that only moms can give. My mom growing up, she had a, she had, you know, there's different, you've heard of different like remedies, you know, they come up with different things. And, and, and my mom, and it was something probably passed down to her, uh, where she was from and what she, uh, her upbringing, but she, her remedy for pretty much everything was bag bomb. <laughs> now you're like, what's bag bomb? Well, you're, you're not from Linden. Okay. <laughs> Bag bomb is what they use to soften the udders of a cow, okay? So if you're in the milking industry, you, you know what it is. Now, my mom would actually think that's good for human beings. And so she would use, she, you know, and I see, I remember the big can. She'd go get the big can, it had a big cow on it, like, 
I don't know, mom, is this? And, she, and, and so, you know, if I scrape my knee, you know, she'd get the, where's the bag, mom? Okay. I get a sunburn, bag bomb. Okay. <laughs> a, little, a little bit older, you know, get a pimple, bag bomb. Okay. That was like, even, you know, lips are chapped, chapstick. Oh, no, no. Bag bomb. Yes. I know the taste of bag bomb. And what, and, and what, but what about though the bigger things though? Like when you had a bad, bad day, is there bag bomb for the soul? Right? Well, you know what that is, don't you? It's homemade chocolate chip cookies. You know, remember those days when you come home, you had a hard day, you know, the teacher, you got treated unfairly on a, on an essay and you should have got a higher grade. You, you, you ended up, you know, kids tease you and your friend betrayed you and just drama going on and you come home and when they, she goes, what's wrong, honey? What's wrong? Oh, I just had a bad day. Would some chocolate chip cookies help? Uh-huh. And mom would make these fresh baked chocolate chip cookies and then she, they come out of the oven and they're gooey and uh, you guys getting hungry yet? Mm, they sound good. And then she pour a glass of ice cold, had to be for me, dairy gold milk, 2%, okay? Needed it. Oh man, there's nothing better than that. And you know, my mom just had a way to make me feel better with food. And now you've probably heard, you know, you're not supposed to eat your feelings. But they taste so delicious, right? <laughs> now, mom had the ability to take in a complex, confusing world, she had the ability to just make it simple. My mom was able to do that. She was able to bring it down to a place of understanding. And she goes, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. No matter what you're going through, if it's a skin knee, you get picked glass on the playground, or she helped you reduce those fractions. She, she was there, you know, maybe ladies through the teen dating drama. Guys, she, she taught you how to treat a woman, you know, better. And, and, and she goes, it's going to be, your, it's, life is confusing. Life is crazy. But Mamapedia helped us redirect our life. She was there as a right-hand guide in the decisions. If we would listen to her, if we turn to her at times to receive the wisdom that we need. And I'll tell you, as that applies to what we're going to be talking about today, it's very interesting as we, we spoke on last week about King Solomon, how King Solomon, who was you know, is in scripture considered the, next to Jesus, the wisest person on the earth. He started his life by seeking after wisdom. In, in obedience and faithfulness to God, God granted him some wisdom. And it's interesting, as, as, as Solomon received the wisdom, he personified the wisdom as a her in Scripture. You've heard of Lady Luck? Okay, you know, it's helpful for the silver wreath. But Lady Wisdom, Lady Wisdom is really describes how, and now you think about Wisdom, why is wisdom described as a woman? Do I need to answer that question? <laughs> All the women in the room going, they have their intuitive powers between one another. Of course, of course, right? But especially for moms. Moms have this. And so Solomon states wisdom is like a mother. In scripture, like a mother calls out to her kids. Listen, as it says in Proverbs 8. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the path meets, she takes her stand. And besides the gate leading into the city at the entrance, she cries out. 
Here's Solomon talking about this, this, this wisdom that comes, this, this, in some sense, this mother calling out for, to, to let everybody know about what she has. It's a voice of, of reason. It's a voice of truth. And specifically, as we look in Scripture, it's the voice of God speaking to us, not only for us to listen, but to respond. In fact, this morning I want to talk about this, that wisdom is not just in the knowing it's actually in the deciding. That wisdom is not just in, in great intentions that we have. It really comes through in action. You, are not at, you're not, you don't have wisdom until you act wisely. It's proven by, your wisdom is proven in your actions that you apply to your life, right? And that makes sense, but not always the case because we get caught up in like, there's wisdom out there and we should seek after, yes, but are we taking in? Are we using it? And so, that's the great challenge because we live in this confusing, messed up world. Like, who do we believe? Who do we turn to? I, you've probably done this lately. You've attempted to try to get the news. And you flip on one channel and it's saying one thing about the same issue. And the other channel is saying completely opposite about the same issue. Like, who do I really believe? And we get confused along the way. And all of us to say, especially in our decision making, we truly need wisdom. Now, as we talked last week on Solomon, as he was became king at 20 years old. Can you imagine being king and king of a whole nation? I don't know if he went from like subway artist, you know, part-time job to king. I don't know what the jump was in the pay grade, but here he was, he's starting off. And, and I love about Solomon is that he didn't have a big head. He wasn't trying to boss anybody around. He simply, the Bible says that Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the instructions given to him by his father, David, we talked last week that, that because of his faithfulness to God, that God granted him something amazingly incredible. In fact, I don't know where you even see this in the Bible, anywhere else, this promise that he gave. And it was this, this is this opportunity where he says, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Can you imagine that opportunity that God would give? And as we spoke last week on is that Solomon asked something very important for, and that was wisdom. Verse 9 says, so, so give your servant, this is his request, give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern these great people of yours. Here, God was so pleased with Solomon that he grants him not only the wisdom he needs, but he says, you didn't, God's saying, you didn't ask for power. You didn't ask for, uh, to destroy your enemies or more wealth. And, and I don't know if he needed more wives. He had, a, you know, by then he had, I don't know how many, a few hundred wives he had. He didn't need all that. He was asking for wisdom. And as we talked on before is that the wisdom that he asked was, it had a reflection of what he wanted. It came from the motive of his heart. He, it was a reaction of his heart. When God presents something to you, what do you want? What do you want is based on what you already are desiring from within you. And God was so pleased that Solomon be, be not only humble, but teachable. Going, I need help. I need understanding of what to do in my life. I'm seeking divine direction and in the decisions that I'm making. I tell you, I, I, I think it's true. I believe this is true. I think you could affirm is, is that, that God can work through anybody, but what's so difficult, difficult for God to work through is a heart that's filled with pride. 
It, it, God can work and God can move, and, but, and, but the people that are willing to humble themselves before God, God's saying, I want to use your life and allow me to flow through you. But what happens a lot of times when kind of pride walks in the room, Jesus just walks off. He just, they don't go together. In fact, God, God would say, hey, if you want to, it sounds like you want to go your way, you do your thing, guess what? I'm here to, for help. But many times God's like, I'll leave you alone. You figure it out what's going on in your life. And yet Solomon was seeking after wisdom and God granted him the wisdom he needed. Now, it doesn't mean that Solomon wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't perfect at all. In fact, his family was far from perfect. And it's interesting that Solomon uh, called wisdom as a she. Many are relating to the wisdom that he received from his own mother. And you know who his mother was? Bathsheba. Some of you are like, ooh, Bathsheba. Look, I think we kind of know the backstory in that a little bit. If you don't know, Bathsheba and uh, his, Solomon's father, David, they had, a, they had an adulterous affair. They ended up, at the end of the day, getting married, lost a child, the, the child that was conceived through that, lost a child, and the next child in line was, was Solomon. So God redeemed the whole situation. And here's Solomon is has his mother approach him in verse uh, 19 of chapter 2 of first kings it says that Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Ajani and the king arose to meet her bowed before and sat at his throne then he had a throne set for the mother for the king's mother and she sat on his right you ever heard about bring your mom to work day I was kind of what, here he was like, hey, bring it, scoot a chair for my mom to sit next to me on the throne. Isn't that interesting? What an imagery that is. I think it's pretty powerful. That wisdom is, is, is like a mom, is like, like sitting next to us at our right hand guide, guiding our life, speaking to us and guiding us along. That's God's truth for our lives. Though Solomon, he was not a perfect king. Far from it. As many flawed people in the Bible, God still used. And when he wrote the book of Proverbs, it's very, very interesting, is that all through, there's a theme throughout, there's a phrase that, that Solomon uses. He uses this phrase, my son, my son, my son. And if you're a woman, it could be, you could apply it, my daughter. Basically, he's trying to communicate Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Here's some wisdom. And much of what Solomon would say is not what to do, what is what I, I did and do not do. And there's a lot of warnings that Solomon gives. And he's telling them, not just in little piffy, you know, spiritual statements, but he's basically saying that wisdom is so practical. It's not just in the knowing, it's in the deciding, it's in the actions you take. It's something that you work on to gain wisdom. In fact, the word wisdom in Hebrew means crafting or skill or ability. It comes from the word where weavers would make garments for the priests in the temple that was such a, you know, a typology for Christ as the, our high priest. And, and, and so the, those that crafted these, they, they, they gain wisdom to do it in the exact specifications of what God was requiring. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is crafting ability to live 
according to God's plan. The skill to live life according to God's plan. So wise people is what they, is this, is that they, those who, they have a, they pattern their life after, after Christ. They pattern their finances, our, their goals, their relationships, every aspect of life to the very specification revealed in God's word. That's what wisdom is all about. It's not just knowing some information, but actually weaving it in our lives. It's a powerful imagery, I think. I really believe that could help us to go, how does this work in the practical level of our lives? Now, if you're seeking after wisdom and the decisions you're making, let me encourage you first with this. And we all are at some point, whether it's not today or tomorrow or the next week, is this, that wisdom starts in the asking. Wisdom starts in asking. James tells us if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I always find that scripture very encouraging that when I approach God, it's not like anybody else. It's not like if you've been around people or you, you keep asking from somebody and like, okay, now what do you want? What do you need? Uh, you're asking me again for this? God is completely opposite. He, we're not bugging him. We're not pestering him. And he's not reluctant. The Bible says he's generous. He's generous to give wisdom when we ask. And I, I find that very true, especially as our, our kids are getting older. And some of you have even older children, adults, and now they're on, on their own. And they come back to you as a parent, and they ask for your help and your wisdom. They say, Mom, Dad, I'm not sure what to do here. What would you advise? Oh, honey, let me tell you, right? We love to give wisdom. Why? Because it brings, it, it's fulfilling for us. We're glad to keep seeking. They keep wanting, we want, wanting us to help them. It's the same way with God. He's not, you know, begrudging that you're asking. He's not irritated or annoyed by it. He wants to give, not finding any fault, not finding any blame, be generous with us. And as we walk in relationship with God and we follow him through the spirit, following the Holy Spirit, he will give us and guide us if we ask for that help. And guess what? When he does, God answers. When we're willing to listen and humble ourselves and submit to his will. And I think many times it, the challenge is not so much what God's saying to us. It has to do with us applying to what he said to us that we would actually do. That we'd have the courage and we have the humility to actually go his way, not our own way. God is always speaking. Did you know that? He's always speaking to us. But are we not only just listening, but we're actually applying it. Again, weaving wisdom in our lives that we would respond. Now, going back to the, the voice of mama wisdom... The next couple of verses in Proverbs 8, it says this, To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice of all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Calling out, I'm speaking to you. And as I described Solomon and this whole, who the audience is, he says to my son, you can apply it to a, as a daughter, my son, listen to me, I'm speaking to you. And if you read the first seven chapters of Proverbs 7, you see this theme where there's a pattern that's there. 
where this uh, God is speaking, uh, Solomon's speaking to a young man. It could be his sons. It could be just all of us in generic form. Those who are younger, maybe innocent of age, and they don't have a whole lot of experiences of life. And he's saying, listen, watch out for the voices that are speaking out to you in the complex world that you live. Voices on the street that influence us. Solomon talks about the, the influence of, of peer pressure. That there's a gang, you get a theme in there. There's a gang of troublemakers that are plotting evil. They're like, hey, come join us. Let's go raise hell together. Let's cause problems. Let's steal money. Let's have a good time. And then he speaks of throughout those chapters of a seductive woman who says, come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. Solomon goes on, he says, those who follow such a wayward, a wayward woman or wayward love is like an ox going to the slaughter, okay? Those are voices of speaking of foolishness. Those two voices of peer pressure and seduction are coming at you. And he says this though, there's a third voice and it's the voice of mama. It's a voice of wisdom that says, come listen to me. Come follow me. All these voices all speaking. Don't go that way. Go this way. I'm speaking to you. And it's not always going to be instant gratification. It's going to lead to some great reward and some great promises. Why? Because God's wisdom, it's practical. It's not just in the listening. It's in the, it's in the deciding. And I don't know where you are and the, the voices in the streets in your life. But they're, they're all calling out to you. Are you in tune with mama wisdom? Men, this, the front row here, I'm speaking to all, all of you in the front row. I want you to listen to me, okay? The voice of wisdom, I'm telling you guys, is speaking to you, okay? Watch out for the wayward woman. Watch out for the, the gang of peers that are out there that will pull you away. Mama's words are important to listen to because ultimately the mama's words are coming from the wisdom of God. If, if you have a, a mom that loves Jesus and is following Jesus, guess what? She's wanting to speak words, a father speaking words to you. And that's what Solomon is doing. He says, my son, my son, listen to me. Don't go this way. Don't go follow the fool. Don't go follow the, the wayward woman. Listen, I have a calling for you, a purpose for your life. God is speaking to each and every one of us, whether we follow our selfish pleasures or he's saying, I've got a greater purpose for you and for all of you here. And though it seems obvious, it's not always obvious. And the confusion of the, the, the words and the voices are out there. But wisdom of this world is quite opposite than the wisdom of God. And you can write this in is that wisdom, though, is sought through the pathway of humility. Solomon modeled to us what humility is. He had everything in the world. He had all the riches and all the kingdom. And yet he humbled himself before God. And listen to what James tells us to do the same. How to be wise. He says, who is wise? Understanding among you? Who is it? Listen, uh, let let them show it by their good life. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. James says to us, listen to that voice of wisdom. Not just listen, but putting in action by humbling ourselves and submitting to its voice and say, I'm going to follow it. And Mama Wisdom, Proverbs 8, she goes on, she says, now my children, listen to me. Listen to my voice. It's almost like I'm trying to get your attention here. I don't know if you parents, you've done this with your kids and where you have to, okay, look me in the eyes. I want you to know that you hear me. 
You know, so when they're little, we kind of like, look, look, I want to see your eyes. Okay. Nowadays, when they're a little older, I want you to put down your devices and I want you to listen to me. Okay. This is so important. Listen to me. You need to clean your room. <laughs> That's what's important. Yeah. You need to clean your room, but, but it's not that dirty. That's not the point. What I'm telling you is you need to clean your room. In fact, it's not just your room. It's my room that you need to clean. And like, I, I, it's and like, well, I don't, is it that big a deal? Yeah, it is a big deal. It's, it, there's, there's a, there's a department called the health department and they will shut us down if we don't clean this room. Like, and we're trying to teach our kids. It's a little bit bigger than that because I could say to them, well, listen, I could clean your room. In fact, I could do a better job and clean your room. I could clean your room very easily, very fast. But it's not about that. It's about you cleaning your room because you're learning responsibilities that are bigger than just cleaning your room. If you clean your room, you're, you're going you're gonna to do well in a job, in a career. You're gonna, you clean your room, you're going to be responsible. There's a greater reason for it. But you need to focus on the attention. And it's the same thing for us as us big people, as us adults, when it comes to God. God's speaking to us and guiding us. There's a better way. And when we do that, this is the promise Verse 32, Proverbs says, blessed are those who keep my ways. Reward comes through obedience. A lot of times people say, well, does, you know, does God, is, he's no respecter of persons. Well, that has to do with grace, the grace of God. That all can approach the cross of Jesus on equal ground. And by grace we're saved. It's nothing we've done. But how many know that obedience comes, that God does bless people that are obedient. And guess what? God does not bless people that are disobedient. And we just think that God's good and he's loving and all that. Yes, he is. But why would he reward our, our disobedience? It doesn't, doesn't make sense. And yet he rewards us and we reap benefits when we truly follow him, humble ourselves. But even more than this, and as I said it already, wisdom, is, is, it comes through obedience. Is this, wisdom is not being, being smart. It's about being obedient. I think that's wonderful to hear because I don't feel like I'm that smart of a person, okay? And I love the fact, especially the staff and leadership around me, that you know, Tyler and Eric, our pastors, and other our staff members that we have they, have, they bring so much expertise and so much unique personality and gifting that I don't have to do what they're doing. They're better at it than I am at, than I'm at it. But I'm glad they're on the team. And the same thing for us is we don't have to be the smartest person in the room or the most talented person in the room. We just have to be the most obedient and most faithful. And that God truly rewards that. And there's a blessing it comes to being that stable person in other people's lives. And see, Lady Wisdom says to us this, listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not discard it. Blessed are those who listen to me and watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. I think this is a beautiful picture for us in a practical way of following God's wisdom. Here, this lady wisdom is saying, listen, I'm calling out to you. I want you to listen like a, like a, 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 like a servant is to his master, waiting for instructions. I want to speak. And I tell you, when we seek God's word every day, it's us waiting at his doorstep, Master, what is it you want? What do you want me to do today? How do you want me to go about my life? The decisions that I make, I want to hear your wisdom in the process. And as we do that, and on top of that, we would listen to the wise people around us. We're going to find success in life. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but we're going to find clear direction of, the, of really truly are making divine 
decisions. I have a kind of a new mentor here just in the last several weeks. I've known him for a while. Uh, his name's Frank Talbot. And Frank is, uh, is a veteran pastor, has been part of our, our CTK network for a long, long time. And him and I have been meeting, and, and he, it's just wonderful because what he does is he just asks me questions, and I, I talk. And as I'm, I'm sh- he asked me a question, hey, how are you? Danny, he calls me Danny. Danny, how are you? How are you doing? And then I start spilling all my stuff, and then he just types it up. And then he'll look up, and he'll ask me a couple more questions, and he'll keep, I'll keep talking, he'll types it. And then one day, I, I said something, he goes, oh, three weeks ago, Danny, you, you said the same thing. Why is that? I don't know, Frank. You tell me what it is. (laughs) And I've learned from Frank this, that I need to ask more questions rather than making more statements. I'm a great statement maker. I need to listen. And when I hear and allow God to speak, I'm learning something from him. First of all, take good notes. Be a learner. Understand people where they're at. And God will give you the wisdom. And what I find with Frank is this. is like scripture talks about that wisdom is like a precious diamond or ruby. And, and you know, if you're looking for, and scripture talks about that, it's, it's more, it's, it's worth more than the rubies of this world and diamonds of this world. And you think about, you think about a, a stone, it's not laying on the ground like, oh, here's a ruby. Here's a piece of gold. There's a diamond, you know, hey, here's a pearl. Now you got to go out and find them. And did I say clams the first service? I think I did. But if you were in the first service, I meant oysters. Sorry about that. People are looking at clams. Pearls. If you're trying to find it, you have to dig for it. You have to look for it. You have to search for it. And then you have it. I tell you, that's wisdom. But the Bible says it's worth more. You know why, you know why precious, uh, wisdom is worth more than precious gems? It's because it's a renewable resource. A precious, precious stone is like, well, that's beautiful. Yeah, but you can't really do anything. I think you can impress somebody. But wisdom is a renewable resource. I can use it over and over again. And the new situations and new purposes of my life, our new season of life, I can understand where I'm at. And Frank provided that for me and continued that. And I think, man, I want to model that. That's true wisdom. And what it does is it leads, Bible makes it very clear, it leads to blessing. Mama Wisdom says this for us. This is the promise. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. Man, I love that. Does God have favorites? Yeah. You go, well, that's not fair. No, God's grace is for everybody. But there's favorites. Why? Because the Bible says that for those who find me, find life and receive favor from God. God wants to bring favor upon your life. It doesn't mean possessions and all success of life or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about your life and and your fulfillment of your life. That God wants to do something incredible with your life. If you're willing to listen to wisdom and apply it to your life. Listen, the world is filled with people with great intentions. It's till we take wisdom and put it to action that's truly going to make a difference in your life. The great tragedy is someone hearing something wise and doing nothing with it. So let's apply it. Supply it. God has given us. He says, I want to give it to you generously. I put people around you that want to speak to you. You have a mom. You have a dad. You have a mentor. You have people that really, if they're following Jesus and loving Jesus, you can learn from them. Be a learner. Be a learner. And God will speak to you. Now here as our team comes. I just want to wrap it up with a real practical question here today. Are you following wisdom in the decisions you're making? It's such an obvious question. But how about you? I don't know about you, but there's this moments where I'm reacting and I'm doing things and I'm really not consulting God on the level that I need to. And the big decisions and the things that we're wrestling with. More worry happens than prayer. 
More concerned about what other people think than what God thinks. More concerned about how it's going to benefit me and what I need to do versus what does God want from me? Are you seeking mama wisdom? Mama wisdom is the truth of God and what he has for your life. Wisdom is calling out to you. And you know who responds to it? It's the humble and it's the obedient people. Not the most talented, most good looking, the smartest people. It's those who humble themselves, submit themselves to God's will, and then have the courage to be obedient, to respond to it. That's where wisdom comes from in all the decisions of our life.